What's up, everybody? How the hell are you guys? Everybody here? How are you guys? Gentlemen, what's happening? Let's make sure that everyone can hear. Drop a something in the chat if you can hear me fine, because I'm on a different screen than normal, but I'm going to get back to the normal screens in a minute, guys. How is everyone? How is everyone? Great show plan. Let's see who's in here, gents, so far. I see who is here. Who? Good to see you. Mr. Iridium, Kush in the building, Russell Hall, do you like, uh, says, hey, John, do you like Five Finger Death Punch? They're all right. 
I mean, they're all right. I've had people tell me that my icon looks like their icon or whatever, but quite frankly, I've had this for like 13 years since I wrote a book on Amazon and had it published back in the day, so uh, it's not really related at all. Um, I think they're okay. Elbow Fat, which is a great fucking name, by the way. Um, the song name is called... Uh, Born a Rockstar, that's by Nefex. If uh, you search YouTube for Nefex later on, it's N-E-F-F-E-X, guys. Who is in the building? Guys, good to see y'all, all good. Mm. Excellent, gentlemen, Mountain Monk, good to see you, gents. Guys, let's talk about this today. We've got to, the Sydney Watson and Passenger thing. I don't know if you can see this here, but holy shit. Now, <clears throat> if you don't know who Sydney Watson is, she is... Well, guys, I mean, you know, um, I'll try, in the interest of not simping too hard, I'll say she's very easy on the eyes, if you know what I'm saying. Um, the regular John wants to tell you that she is deliciously foldable, but that may be too much for society today, so I, you know, I digress. If you don't know, Sydney was recently on an airline flight sandwiched between two passengers here, also known as what's become regular people, so to speak, in today's modern society. And, well, she might have tweeted out that it was an inopportune seating arrangement for her because she is, you know, deliciously foldable and sandwiched between regular passengers, so to speak. Um, it's interesting. The whole world has pooped their pants, quite frankly. And I wouldn't be talking about this, but I gotta take Sydney's side. Not because, I mean, but because she's right. Like, it's, we live in a world right now where it's become acceptable for some reason to be extremely overweight. And this is not a show where I'm gonna, like, shit on fat people or anything like that. That's not what I'm about at all. It's just that it is weird kind of, that we are now in a situation where unhealthy behaviors, whether it be whoring, drugs, or overeating, overindulging in any of these things, has become like the don't shame me, i.e. let me go to hell in a handbasket in my own way, which is, I get it, like from, you know, someone who used to be addicted to things, I get that mindset of like, let me do what I want to do, but I, I don't understand how you don't know that people actually care about you. Like what Sydney said, it's not, one, she's trying to point out that this is problematic, but the other part of it is when people don't care about someone, they just don't say anything at all. But when they come and they're like, hey, please don't do heroin anymore. I don't want you to die. They care about you. When someone says, hey, human beings, we probably shouldn't indulge in so much food and fried food and bad food and like you're this is not good diabetes is running amok people are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and by bigger i mean fat and it's unhealthy like at the end of the day it's not shaming it's you're this is bad for society if we all go down this road it, it leads to a very dark inexpensive place in terms of health care sickness obedience heart disease it's not Diabetes. I don't know why I said obedies. I guess I mixed obese with diabetes, which ironically does mix rather well. Um, this is not good for society. 
And um, just saying something now has become the big enemy. Guys, 11 people in here, six lights. Somebody hit the like button for your buddy John so we can get some more folks in here. I don't understand why this has become such a terrible thing, quite frankly. Like, why is this a... Because you care about someone, now that's a problem? I don't think it should be. And I don't mean, again, I know, but let's dive in. For those of you that are catching up right now, Sydney was on a flight. Uh, I think it was New York to Dallas or some shit like that. And she was sandwiched between two very large people. I'm going to play you her video, fair use to Sydney, obviously. Um, I do enjoy her videos. She is right-leaning, and by right, I mean correct. Um, so I'm going to let her explain it because she'll do it better than me. Obviously, I will rudely interrupt her every now and again and talk to you guys about it a little bit. But um, it's just interesting that we've reached this point as a society. Let me get her pulled up here, and then I'll share the screen with you guys, and we'll get into this damn thing. But, um, yeah, much love to Sydney Watson, by the way. Out of respect, of course, for giving the whole deliciously foldable comment. Whoops, sorry. Anyways. Okay, let's get this pulled up. Let's hide the chat here for a little bit. And let's listen to Miss Sydney. Go ahead. I don't even know what's happening. Hi, my name is Sydney. Welcome back to hell. And two things before we launch in. If I sound a little ill, it's because I am getting a head cold. Thank you, New York. And the other is that I am gonna put a sponsorship in this video because I'm gonna capitalize on my own pain. So this video is sponsored by Sheath Underwear. All right. I'm an unapologetic capitalist, guys. If you're not trying to get your money, I really don't know what the fuck you are doing with your lives. Sorry, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Right, so <laughs> I can't believe I'm even having to address this. So I was on a flight the other evening from New York to Dallas, and on that flight, I was wedged, quite literally wedged, between two very obese people. And I spent about three hours, just over three hours, squished like a little sardine between these people with them mm, delicious anyways chris says way too generous with the thumbnail <laughs> well you know it, it is what it is she's still beautiful i mean look you know she's still younger than i am chris but i understand where you're coming from typically but she does make some great points so we're going to continue but yeah i thought you meant way too generous with the thumbnail as in job of the hut was too small comparative to the actual Mm. encroaching upon my space with them touching me sweating on me Ugh. i had maybe a third of a seat at best and in light of that i rage tweeted the entire flight about the situation with pictures and everything and it was actually odd because as i guys you know when you see certain people and they got that arm thing happening behind the arm and the shoulder and it's like a thing and you know the back of their head looks, back of their neck area looks like a pack of hot dogs. You know what I'm talking about? Forrest Whitaker neck. You know what I'm talking about. Wills, good morning, sir. Good to see you. I was doing this. So many of you seem to be enjoying it. Uh, a lot of you said that it made your night, that it made you laugh. And so I continue to post updates that got progressively funnier and funnier, I suppose, as I was starting to write them with the purpose of making you guys laugh at my pain 
while I was hating it. Eventually, this led me to a point where I tweeted at American Airlines, because that's who I was flying with about the situation, and they effectively told me, too bad, how sad, go in, F yourself. <gasps> they said, our passengers come in all shapes and sizes. We're sorry you were uncomfortable on your flight. I was not impressed. And honestly, I thought that was the end of it. I said what I needed to say. <laughs> I got to rage tweet uh, in, in my private messages to friends. I offloaded significantly. I got a demented response from the airline, a bunch of- That's the other part of it, guys, is like, you know it was some customer service, human resources person at the airline company responding to the tweet because well, it was their Twitter staff, so what would you expect other than, like, Twitter people? You know what I'm saying. But this is, like, I'm sandwiched between heavy people that are sweating on me and drooping over into my chair and touching me um, in my chair, and I paid a lot of money for this airline tickets. This is problematic for me as one of your customers, and they're saying, well, our other customers are way more important because they're heavier or something. I'm Something like that, I think. Anyways, no, buddy, good to see you, brother. Welcome to the live stream. Little Saturday morning uh, fun time. Let's let Miss Watson continue to explain what has become the normal of this awful, awful place, guys. And again, picture a world where the fattest among us make the rules for what would be considered normal people. And I'm not saying fat people aren't normal. I'm just saying when you're changing the dynamic of the human race's historical body size and shape, you are altering the physics of human beings. And I'm not against fat people. I think that they should want to be healthier for themselves and not quite as lazy or bad diet. But imagine a world where the dumbest amongst us ran society, you know, like maybe movie and TVs and the news and the government and what a strange world that would be, right? Right? The most socially inept, insane people imaginable making rules and defining how we humans should live. Wouldn't that be a weird thing to see, guys? Anyways, Miss Watson. Of you got a laugh out of the situation. Uh, I got to be my regular Sydney self on the internet during my flight, and I thought, you know, that's that's that, right? I'm gonna follow up with the airline privately, which I was a thousand percent prepared and going to do. And if they did say something demented, then you know, I probably would have shared that with you because I'm like a mama bird spitting information into your baby bird mouths, but I was wrong, and apparently that was not the end of the situation. I don't know why, but apparently this matters to people. So my friend Jeremy from The Quartering made a video about it. And Guys, if you don't know The Quartering on YouTube or in Rumble, um, The Quartering is really good. Jeremy does push his coffee brand a lot, but again, I'm an unapologetic uh, capitalist, so I understand. But yeah, the quartering is a good one also. He rips a bunch of people up, She-Hulk, etc., etc. We've reacted to one of his videos here. Check him out. Not during my live stream, obviously, but some other time. And other people made videos about it as well. Then I started receiving an onslaught of abusive and unhinged messages and comments and emails about the situation. You're kidding me. The socially inept, crazy people of the world chimed in on this? What a shock, guys. It turns out that sociopaths are extremely happy to chime in and let you know what they think, i.e., you know. 
which most of which just by the way made me laugh just because they're so crazy uh-huh. but i was being called fat phobic and told that i'm fat shaming fat phobic we have got to stop letting the morons make up words and dictate how society behaves everything if you don't like something guys you're afraid of it you're afraid of it I don't think people are afraid so much as absolutely fucking disgusted by some of the behaviors that people do. And I don't want to just say it's fat people or these people or that people. I'm sure we're all a little different and everything. But making excuses for incredibly bad or destructive behavior or self-harm, whether you're fat, a drug addict, a whore, Uh, Excuse me, YouTube, a 304. Whatever it is that you're making excuses for your terrible behavior for, it doesn't mean people are afraid of it. It means fucking knock it off. We're trying to have a society. But I digress. And that I'm a horrible human being. I got called the C word. And as of filming this, the Daily Mail covered this story. In fact, it's presently the front page of their website, it's the first story on their website, and then news.com.au also covered the story and said that I'm fat shaming and you know. you're shaming, guys. Shaming. It's become the norm to say this is shaming. You're shaming me. You're trying to help me. You're trying to help me better myself. You're encouraging me to be a better person and not lazy and not be a huge piece of shit. But it's shaming me. Oh, it makes me feel so bad. This has become the new way that people do it. I'm waiting for murderers to stand up in court and tell the judge, society is shaming me. I keep lopping people's heads off and you guys keep blaming me like I'm some terrible person. This whole thing hurts my feelings. Can I go now? I've got a killing it too, judge. Do you mind if I just dip out of here? Anyways, let's get back into Miss Sydney. Well, I mean, obviously. You know, said that I'm offensive, so that's really fun. So you know what? Now I'm going to say something about all of this because if all of these people get to make a fuss, I also get to make a fuss. You already made a fuss. A bigger fuss. But before we do the fuss, before we get into the fuss, and you once again board my hell gondola and get sandwiched between two people who will sweat on you, let's hear from today's sponsor, Sheath Underwear. We need to talk about your... She does have a little advertisement here. I'm sure you guys understand. I think, uh, you know, we'll just move past her advertisement. Not that Sheath Underwear isn't great. I have no problem with them. If they contact me, I will be doing a plug for them as well. But let's dive back in, guys. Pickle, thanks you. So like I said, I was on a flight the other day, which was just over three hours, three and a half hours long, from New York to Dallas, and I was sat between two extremely obese people, and I tried to take photos of it because I knew that the people on Twitter.com would say that I was lying because that's their natural response to everything. Mm -hmm. This was the best I could do. Boy, that just looks like it has an odor to it, doesn't it, guys? And again, I'm not trying to... I'm just saying that's... I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm thinking this is up here is a shoulder area and this is like the area under the arm and then between the, I, I don't know, what's what's going on? And yes, those are arm rolls. In retrospect, I really wish that I'd gotten someone to take a photo of us all sitting in our row because 
it would have looked so ridiculous that I point blank would have put that picture on a shirt and then worn it on my next flight. But it was ridiculous. The whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that I was sardined. I was sandwiched between these two people to the point where I had little T-Rex arms. Uh, you know, people were saying to me, how are you texting? How are they not reading your texts? Well, they can't read my texts because my arms are, are like this and my hands to hold it. I'm like, I'm like this, it's this close to my face. So there was absolutely no way for them to read and you know what I was doing and saying on the internet. Made it quite challenging to take photos of the situation as well. But I was squashed between these two people. No exaggeration. We actually hadn't been on the flight for too long when I turned to the guy to my right and I said, basically, would you be comfortable swapping seats? And he goes, no, that's okay. That's my sister and you know we sit together all the time. Which, you know, I feel like if you had any level of self-awareness or just decency in general, your response to that question would have been, yes, yes, of course, let's swap, let's do that. Because it's better for you to be jammed up against, jammed into, squashed into your sister rather than a total stranger squashed into her. I just... Unless it's Sydney Watson, quite frankly. I feel like this is common courtesy, but maybe that's just me. So this was just not, it was just not good from the outset. I was already very distressed from the outset. And those of you who know my plane history, uh, I talked about it a little bit on Blair White's podcast, will know that this was not the best environment uh, for me to be in. It's, it's not fun as a general rule when people have to touch you without your consent. It's not fun when people have to invade your personal space, especially if you have a background where you've had negative experiences with that sort of thing. But anyway, midway through this flight, obviously the drink cart comes along and I get my little cup of tea because yes, I am a psychopath who drinks tea on planes rather than liquor. And at this point, I try to put my tray table down and I physically can't because the woman to my left, her belly is protruding so far that I Yo, when your belly is coming into the next, like, not even like the side belly, but like when your front belly is protruding into the, the seat area, guys, I don't know if y'all have ever been on a plane, but I mean, holy shit. Physically can't get the tray table down. And in fact, in, in order for me to do so, I would have had to shove it down <laughs> and, uh, you know, probably hurt her somewhat. I don't know. I don't know. Can belly, does that, does that feel pain? I'm not exaggerating when I say that I would have had to shove it down to use it. And part of me wanted to. So at this stage, I'm extremely upset. My body is being touched in one way or another. I couldn't get away from strangers touching me because even when I leaned forward, which I eventually did on the flight for a little while, which just by the way, and not to be whiny about this, but on a serious note, that caused me back pain and hip pain because uh, woo for having hip surgery. Um, but if I wasn't leaning forward to get my arms away from being... The point of this video, guys, is that it's obviously to alliterate that we live in a world where the much larger and or much dumber people tend to be leading society in behavioral science, which is really, really weird. You know what I'm saying? It's a really strange things to say. Now, obviously, typically here on the Gone With John show, we wouldn't have a woman on here unless we were, you know, somewhat making, well, 
jokes at her expense. But in this case, Miss Watson is making a good point, so that's why we are reacting to her video today. Clearly, you know, guys, how we typically, you get it, you know what this channel is about, but let's let her continue because the bigger problem here, in my opinion, is that the dumb people are making a fuss about normal people saying that these things are problematic for society in general. Squished. My hips were still being... I mean... If you take up this much space and someone's leg is on this side touching you and someone's, I mean, look at, this is the hinge in between the chair and this person's leg is well into the space that would occupy the, this space and this is someone else's leg here, well into the space that would occupy this space. Uh, it seems like, I'm sorry, but this is a problem. Also, she looks very foldable. Sorry. Pressed together because on either side, both of their bodies and both of their hips or whatever part of their body was doing this was pushing mine together. So I'm not exaggerating when I say that I had a third of a seat, a half of a seat. It was just, <clears throat> and at this point as well, I'm feeling bad for the guy sitting in front of me because I'm almost having to rest my head on his seat, uh, which I don't know if he could feel that, but I'm having to do that to you know, continue to, to drink tea and try to, you know, rage tweet. <laughs> and he had his seat back, so every time he would adjust himself or shift in his chair, he's smacking me in the face with his chair. And so at this point, I'm squished, I'm a sardine, and now I'm getting a headache. I can laugh about it now, but at the time I did feel a little humiliated because at this point as well, I'm hungry and I had a sandwich with me. I'm trying to eat the sandwich. I tweeted that I was hunched. Charismatic fiend, good to see you. How dare you complain about my weight? Fat phobic, indeed. Indeed, guys. It's become a everyone's afraid, not everyone's disgusted. I wouldn't mind if you said I was fat disgusted because then I could be like, you're right. I think it's lazy, I think it's bad for your health, I think it hurts the medical system, drives up everyone else's insurance costs. I think so many things about your poor life decisions affect other people around you that you are completely no self-awareness to understand how you inflate the cost of other people's insurance because of your heart disease, your diabetes. Guys, heart disease is one of the biggest killers on the planet right now. Did you know that? Are you guys aware of that? One of the second ones would be drug abuse alcoholism tobacco and i'm no saint guys i've i've uh i've done some uh you know I'm, i've dabbled in some substances before not any too hard but certainly some so i get it um just recently uh gotten off alcohol and tobacco and recently i mean you know a couple months off of uh alcohol three months off alcohol i think now and then like i haven't had any tobacco in eight or nine days nicotine so to speak. So I get it. I understand that part. But when eating is affecting you and people around you and, you know, that's, I got to be honest with you, that's a problem. You're driving up the healthcare cost of everyone else, us smaller people, normal people, the weight of what would be considered an average human being, i.e. land mammal, so to speak. So, that's where I kind of have a problem. There were some people that tried to make it a race thing and they were like, well, these are two black people and she's a white. Look, this is not about race. This is about fat. Let's stay focused here, humans. 
Um, also, I've found, and this is going to sound kind of race-related, uh, black people that are larger typically smell better. I don't know why. Maybe it's lotion or maybe they're just cleanlier, but some fat-ass white people tend to smell bad. Guys, maybe I shouldn't say that. I apologize. But I will say that larger black people typically smell good. Like, they're clean for some reason. I don't know. Maybe not all of them. Maybe that's just been my experience. But um, I don't know over like a little orangutan <laughs> trying to trying to eat my sandwich facing the floor uh you know all bent over and being creepy because i didn't i didn't have enough space to physically eat my food either unless i wanted to eat like this in the same way that i'd been texting so it just it was a very humiliating situation i felt like i was some sort of ground dwelling animal with back problems that can't properly consume food it was not my favorite anyway i was sitting in the second to last row on Boys, feel free to drop a super chat in there. Dollar, two, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, ten million dollars into the super chat if you want to, guys. Help support the show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. The plane. So when we eventually were able to get off, I did wait to talk to the flight attendants because one in particular had noticed that I was really distressed during the flight and kept asking me if I was okay. I should have asked for free booze. He told me at the end there that he would have given me free booze and I feel like that was a missed opportunity. But I waited till everyone had gotten off the flight and I basically said to him, I just want to let you know that you checking in with me really did make a big difference because I don't know about the rest of you, but when negative and yucky things are happening. Thank you, Wisdom Vision Productions. I certainly appreciate you contributing to today's live stream. I definitely appreciate that. Let's bring this in here for you. There we go, guys. Go ahead, Sydney. Thank you. Good to see you again, Wiz Division. Just, just stuff that's not... Also, is Coach Greg coming on today, guys? Anybody know? Anybody heard from CGA at the Notorious CGA or the Free Agent Lifestyle? He wasn't on last night because I know he was traveling, but I'm assuming that he's coming back today because he normally will make up if he misses a stream. So anyone knows, drop it in the comments. Great. He usually doesn't do Saturdays, and Sundays is the uh, Patreon stream, I believe. Yeah, but uh, anytime he misses a Friday, he does make up for it. You gotta give that man that. The dude works really hard. Plus, he destroyed that guy yesterday. Maybe we'll look at that in a minute. I don't know if y'all saw this, but yesterday or the day before, whenever he was on that stream the night before talking to a young man about there's no God in marriage, holy shit did he destroy this guy. I mean, destroyed this dude. Anyways, we're going to look at that in a minute because that shit was, uh, mm, mm, mm. Sometimes it can make it a lot better and ameliorate the situation when someone was lit. Poopy while standing gets it. I'm pulling it up. Else all right. All right, Sydney. Thank you so much, dear. I'm grateful. Very grateful. Um, I'll let you play in the background and I'll pull it up over here. So that thing's happening to you and they express a sense of, you know, sympathy or empathy or whatever for what you're going through, even if it's minor, even if it's, you know, even really ginormous, it just, it makes a big difference, at least to me. So the fact that he did that, I wanted to let him know. And then what that basically did was open the floodgates for the other flight attendants who were also on the plane as well to basically say to me, we're so sorry. And they did all of them apologized. <laughs> Uh, all of them acknowledged that it was totally messed up what was going on and they even said uh, that they were trying to find a child who might swap seats with me and I don't know what yes. kind of parent would sign off on that 
maybe these modern weird ones. But it was a full flight, I understood that there was very little that anybody could do, except for buying two seats because you know that you're not gonna fit in the ones on the plane. That was the thing that could have happened that could have saved all of us the pain and suffering and discomfort and unhappiness that ensued. <laughs> Anyway, the flight attendant's response to the situation was kind of what pacified me a little bit because I think maybe otherwise I would have turned into a demon creature that would have tried to consume the plane from rage. So eventually I did tweet at American Airlines and those of you who know me and who've been around for a little while, you probably know my sense of humor and you know that what I wrote was serious, of course, but it was also written in jest as well. It was written in such a way, a lot of what I actually tweeted was written in such a way that I was trying to make light. And let me say this guys, look, if you're a guy and you're a little overweight, it's all bought and paid for, baby. If you're a working man and you've been working 40, 50, 60 hours a week getting shit done and you're a little overweight, who cares? Now, if you're obese by 100, 150, 200 pounds, you should do something about that. And I'm not shaming you. I'm telling you as your friend, like, that's not good for you. And as one dude to another dude, like, I don't want you to die. I don't, I, I would prefer that you stay here as long as possible. See your dreams come true. See all of these things come together. It's just how it is. But if you're a female, like, you should care about your weight. Like, that's a direct uh, representation of how you feel about society looking at you as a female. Whether you're interested in men or women or whatever your thing is, like, that's, you should want to fix that. Anyways, let's take a look at Coach Greg Adams absolutely destroying this young man on his interview. If you guys don't know, he went out of town the other day. And uh, he was out of town um, for, I think it may have been the 21 convention. I'm not sure. Or it may have been just to do these couple of interviews on the couple of shows, one show, two shows that he was going on. But this is a segment from one of the shows he was doing where he is, like myself, not exactly what you would call a religious man. I've read the Bible several times. I've actually read the Quran almost all the way through once. I've read, there's, I've studied this stuff. And again, I'm not saying that to tell you I'm religious or know-it-all. I just have read about human behavior, and that's the oldest known text on some of those that you can start seeing a pattern in human behavior and, uh, you know. Anywho, in this particular interview, Coach Greg Adams is making the point that in modern marriage, there is no God in modern marriage. Now, if you're a religious person, you might, like this young man in the video, get very butthurt about that and think, well, God and this and that. I get it. I understand. This isn't to offend anyone. This is in the modern court system, and trust me, I've been married twice, I've been divorced twice, I've had my life destroyed twice, I've had five of my children taken from me, I've watched my mom die as a very religious person, and God didn't help with none of that shit. And I'm not saying that from a bitter place, I'm just saying perhaps in modern courts, in modern divorces, in modern settlements, in modern family being destroyed, maybe that's not God's work is all I'm going to suggest. But let's listen to this interview and uh, see how CGA... To me, it's just not a yes or no yeah. question. But so you, if he's, what's see how CGA handles himself. Now, I will preface this to say the other young man was extremely butthurt, guys. 
So he does get in his feelings, which is weird for someone who claims to be a very godly man. I always find it interesting when you watch someone who's having a religious um, discussion get very aggressive and... <sighs> it's strange to see someone who's so from a place of understanding and healing in the Lord to then become like a blithering maniac. But let's watch and just see how Coach Greg handles this. By the way, I'm a huge Coach Greg fan, so I'm going to enjoy this thoroughly. I was literally cheering at my TV like it was a football game while I was watching this. To me, it's just not a yes or no yeah, question. But so, Hafiz, what's your issue with yeah, this? Go ahead. So, so it's, it's always an interesting conversation because to me, like, like when... Also, I always love watching a younger man think that they know everything and there's no way that someone damn near twice their age could know anything. Again, I'm not down on younger men. I'm just saying sometimes people that have been on the planet for longer than you have by damn near double your life have had a few experiences, guys. Let's just... One of the things I'm obsessed with, and Dr. Peterson talks about this so well, is that the more your words are in line with the truth, the more powerful those words are. And now this is something some some religious people do. They will attend to placate to other people in the room to get them on the side of their beliefs or the side of their argument. See if you can point out um, where this gentleman does this in this. And good point, pooping while standing. I actually commented on that on the video. This man here is still in the honeymoon phase. He has not been through a divorce yet, so he has no experience or knowledge base for what he's talking about. But I, I digress. Let's watch. I don't know where you are, if you believe in God or not. I don't know who kind of, kind of person you are, but like... I don't know what kind of person you are. Did you hear that? That's shaming language number one, i.e. if you don't believe in God, you're not a good person. That's shaming language. Did you see that? It's a very bitch move. I understand he's a religious and therefore people think, oh, well, he's, he's a godly man. He's an asshole. Let's watch. Like, when you line your words up with God, like that... Then you are superior to everyone else. You're levitating amongst God. You're above everyone else. Therefore, you're always right. That's when, to me, your words have the most weight. Dr. Peterson, that's why I feel like he's so powerful. His words transcend humanity and his... In other words, I also like Jordan Peterson. Don't you guys like Jordan Peterson? You should be on my side on this argument because I like Jordan Peterson. Speaks on this divine level. And so to me, when you're giving advice, your advice has to be as in line with what God believes the world should be. Who says? Who dictates what God believes? So he's saying in order for anyone to give any advice, it has to be ordained by God himself. Well, how do you know? Does he send you a fax, a text message, an email? You tell me, guys. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. So no one can give advice without the expressed written position of God? And if that's the case, why are you giving advice, young man? To run as possible. And so to me, the best advice benefits men and benefits women. That's the best Simp. advice. The, to your opinion, we had 70 years of advice only benefiting women and men suffering as because of it. That is a lie. That is wrong. And the, and the opposite extreme is wrong as well. A world where it all benefits men and, and the women don't benefit is wrong. That's why it's about the balance. And so to me, I'm very curious about, I love her questions because it was like, I, I, mm -hmm. it's not a gotcha question. It was a, a genuine, serious question. Shout out my guy, AMS. I love AMS. He did a video about, you know, advice I would give to my daughter where he actually answers the questions directly. 
And so to me, I, I'm very interested in those questions because like when I would watch Kevin Samuels and, and God Rest the Dead, and, and it was so powerful because he would always- Y'all see what he did there? Again, he's making reference to other known people to get you on his side. The AMS thing about AMS's video doesn't play into his point at all. He's just name dropping. Oh, and Kevin Samuels, God rest the dead. Look at what a good man I am. I brought up a dead man it, it, with no context to what we're talking about. But notice that I'm name dropping to persuade you, to get you on my side, to get you to believe what I believe. I'm placating to your basic instincts as a dumbass human to get you on my side. Oh, I talked about AMS. Oh, I talked about Kevin Samuels. Neither of those points have anything at all to do with this. But this is society. This is mental manipulation at work. And if you've read enough about human psychology and human behavior over the years and studied it extensively, you see this like the matrix when people use it against you. But people who are smart enough will not be led or sideswiped by all this. Oh, Kevin Samuels. I like him, therefore I must like this guy. AMS, yeah, I like him, therefore this guy's. Mm-hmm. Push women to being married because he knew the beauty and the value and the protection and the safety, like, like in a, being a woman and being married. Nobody wants their daughter to be 41 years old, single, mm -hmm. mom, baby mama of three. Nobody wants Then she, you need to teach her not to make dumbass decisions. That's not on a man to save her. That's on you, the father, to teach your daughter not to do these things wants that for the right. daughter especially if they want kids so to me i think the, the 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 part of the conversation needs to be is this information benefiting both human beings when you're on team men it only needs to benefit team men if you're on team republican it only needs to benefit team republican if you're on team america it has to benefit all americans if you're on team human it has to benefit both males and females so that's why i loved her questions because i think the best like placating again i loved her questions that's the second or third time you said it yeah i love her questions guys i'm a good guy see i'm a good guy i'm a good little boy i love her questions they're so well thought out her she kevin AMS, alpha male strategies. I can give my hardcore advice to benefit men, and I know without a shot of a doubt, the most hardcore advice that benefits men simultaneously benefits women. What, what? How do you know that? How can you give your hardcore advice when earlier you said all advice must be ordained by God? How can you say that you know better than someone that's been on the planet longer than you? How can you say that you know better than anyone else could ever possibly know? You're a sociopath. One more thing I'll add to that, and I hope he, I, I don't mean to offend you. There's no God in marriage in the United States, Ooh. so that's kind of misleading. And people will find that out if your marriage is destroyed. You go back to your pastor and you say, hey, my marriage is being destroyed. He has no power over that because it is a state agreement. So I will bring you back to make sure you understand, and I counsel men, there's no God in marriage. That's me. There's no God in marriage, and that's not attacking religion. Guys, that's telling you that this is the truth. It's not to say that God isn't real or you can't believe in him. It's to tell you that when you go to God, look, I've done this through two divorces for months. Every morning I would go down and sit in the church and I would pray and I would pray for my family to come back, for everything to be restored, for it all to come together and be what was right in God's idea and ideal of a family. Two months before my ex-wife life uh, left with my children, I was baptized again in church and did it with my three children, which the wife did not, but probably for obvious reasons there. But 
There is no God in marriage, guys. And that's not from someone who hates gods. That, that's from someone who studied all of the different gods damn near on this planet and can tell you with some idea and some certainty that he ain't coming to save you. You can believe faith is a great thing. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying your faith isn't valid. I'm telling you, as far as your marriage is concerned, mm -mm. no, man, it's her and it's daddy government. And they will railroad you. And you can pray all you want, but it ain't going to make sure you understand. And I counsel men, there's no God in marriage. Well, that's been gone. Well, well, Listen, well, it was an no. old idea. It's absolutely gone unless you that's live in an true. American South. So, so you, most people on the West Coast, many people in the East Midwest, there's no God in marriage. So well, we break know that down. What do you mean well, there's well, no God in marriage? There's no God in marriage. So people get married. One mm -hmm. of the things that they will do is they will seek counsel of the church. And then as such, the guys will give them guidance and it will be biblical principle. However, they will say we can't do anything until you sign this state-sponsored agreement with family law context. All right. They're not going to have a Bible in there. Mm. They're not going to have a Bible in that divorce court. The judge is not going to ask you, do you like God? And what about God in your marriage? There will be no context to that. And such as mm -hmm. such, what is the overriding principle here? Does he your have a marriage point there, is state funded, no, not God funded. Like, he just made a, a random point that I didn't make a random Oh, here comes the shaming language again from Mr. Genius. Mr. Half his age knows everything about life and no one else could know anything because he's the godly man. Oh, he just made a random point. Really? It sounded like he made a goddamn pretty poignant point, frankly, and it was relevant. He didn't talk about Kevin Samuels or AMS or how much he loved this other woman's comments. He hit that shit out of the park. And um, I told you that, that so, this so will offend first, you. Was I, I, and it's I, not I told you that that would offend you. The wisdom of CGA, guys. Listen to this shit. I say, offended you. What did I say? No, it didn't offend me. You're just wrong. Let me make <laughs> it didn't offend me. You're just wrong. I know best because I know it all. You can't tell me nothing because I believe in God. Therefore, everything I think has got to be right. You could never know anything. It didn't offend me. You're just wrong. First, was I, I, and what it's did now I say? offended you. What did I say? No, it didn't offend me. You're just wrong. Let me, let me say what I'm wrong. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me finish. I'm oh, no, no, let, right. me, let me finish. Then, let me, there's let, no let me, God let in, the, finish. in the marriage in let the United States. Now, he wants to finish. He's saying, let me finish like a little woman, like a bitch, like a woman that was raised by a single mother. He doesn't realize he actually interrupted CGA. He actually interrupted this other man. And now he wants to talk over him and be respected, which you don't get respect for being disrespected, by the way. And he wants to finish what he's saying. But CGA was the one who was talking. He mistaked a comma for a period. And it wasn't even a long pause. But let's continue. Finish and you can talk. Let me finish. No, no, hold for a second. Let me, let me, let me finish. Are you going to say there's no finish? God in marriage in the United States? Coach, Coach finish me, your point. You're saying there's, yeah, yeah. No, there's no God in marriage in the United States. Correct. Got it. That I'm was peace. his point. So I can, now, now I'm going to talk. So I made a point and I said, if your truth aligns with God, mm -hmm. that truth is most powerful. That's if your truth aligns with God, that truth is most powerful. So in other words, if you believe whatever you happen to believe, even if it's real or not real or true or not true or whatever you're, if you believe something, it's most powerful. That's what's happening in society right now. Fat people are like, how dare you call me fat? You're fat. 
it's not healthy. Of course it's healthy. It's the standard of healthy. I can be on a magazine about health right now. I can be on Runner's World at 400 pounds. Because their truth, in their mind, their truth overrides anything else. Facts, logic, anything. That's what he said. That's exactly what he just said. And that's the problem with society today. My truth is real, so fuck science, logic, mathematics, nature, biology. Mm-hmm. What I said, if your truth aligns with God, meaning the word that you speak aligns with God, those words are the most powerful. That he made a point saying there is no God in marriage. So so first that's a semantic thing because God is That's a semantic again, shaming language. That's a semantics thing? I think it's not. I think that's actually very descriptive. Everywhere. Whether God chooses to supervene in things or not, I am I will never be the person that says God is not here. I will never be the person that says God is not present here. What does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? How in the hell is any of this making any sense? All you're saying is a bunch of words that don't go anywhere or point to any logic. What? Could we argue that? I'll never be a person that says God isn't here. What the fuck does that mean? That is God blessing every American Western marriage? Of course not. Of course. <sighs> Of course, God is not blessing every American, but God is definitely in my parents' marriage. So when you say this, oh, your old ass parents' marriage. Okay, so therefore you're twenty something, maybe thirty at tops. Your parents are still married. Therefore, you think that. Okay, all right. There is absolute statements. There is no God in marriage. False. True. Truth, guys. Go down and tell the judge you believe in God. He'll tell you, get the fuck out of my courtroom and pay your child support. Go down to church and pray to God every day after your divorce for six, seven months in a row and see if it brings your family back together. See if it gets your ex-wife to quit doing, uh, you know, ex-wife type behavior. Uh-uh. It don't, and it ain't going to, and you can think, you can believe in God all you want provided you continue to pay your alimony and child support. Maybe you'll be okay. Maybe. There, correct. There is no God in some marriages. There is no God in most marriages in regards to by being there, no God, meaning that God's not blessing it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're saying that God is not blessing what's happening in most marriages, that is a true statement. But to say there is no God in marriages, period, that is a false statement because God is in my marriage and God is also in my <laughs> That's right, guys. He's, a, he's in a successful marriage. People will make this argument. John, you don't know what you're talking about. My parents are in a successful marriage. I'm in a successful marriage, John. Uh, that's temporary. That's temporary. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Let's see. Let's see where you are in 30 years, 60 years. It's tem it's, it can be true today and not true tomorrow. But when you're young, you don't think. You think, I know it all. I got it all figured out. I don't need anyone to tell me anything. Meanwhile, the young are pushing the country, we'll say, in a method or in a direction that might not be good because the old mindset that built the goddamn country was right. But the new mindset, well, you can be a guy or a girl or it don't matter and it, nothing matters anymore and I'd be shit, be 400 pounds. It's healthy almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he knows everything. My parents marriage, and I will continue to say, when it comes to even understanding the ideas of God, God gives human beings free will. It's a very simple concept. 
You can freely sin or you can freely obey. You can freely sin or you can freely obey. What what does that even mean, guys? I mean, honestly, ask yourself that. Take religion out of it for a minute and ask yourself, what does that mean or how does that pertain to what CGA was even talking about? And God, like a good father, if you want to touch the stove, you can touch the stove. And no, you can't because a good father, myself, I, I will tell my son, don't touch the stove and burn yourself. And if he keeps doing it, I'm going to spank his ass until he understands it. You are either going to be afraid of the stove or you're going to be afraid of me, but I'm not going to let you hurt yourself. Period. And so to me, I just think when you're making, when people make statements like this, how, like, how do you expect people to feel? There is no. How do you expect people to feel? That's a single mother raised young man right there. How do you, well, he says his parents' marriage, I'm sorry, is good, but I'm assuming his dad's emasculated by his mother at this point. How do you expect people to feel? When you're making, when people make statements like this, how, like, how do you expect people to feel? There is no God. I don't God. anybody to feel. I'm, I'm, I want them to know. I want them to understand. We want them to know. We can't feel I don't want them to feel. I want them to understand. I want them to know. I, Coach is so beautifully poignant at this. I want people to get out of their emotions and put their emotions aside and understand the logic of things. And yet this young man here, again, interrupting very rudely, Oh, oh, hey, 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 I'm in my feelings. Hold on, I gotta tell you what I think because I'm young and I know it all. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. Feelings, emotion, simp behavior. My feelings outweigh logic. My feelings outweigh reason, re, uh, reason and science and math. Make statements like this. How, like, how do you expect people to feel? There is I, no I don't God. Anybody to I'm, feel. I'm, I'm, I want still, them I'm to still know. Talking. I want them I, I, to hey, understand. Hey, hey, we hey, want them hey, to know. I'm we talking, can't feel anything. I'm talking. I'm talking. And then you get an opportunity to talk. So to me, it's how do you expect people to react? And so my biggest thing is that what I'm only communicating in regards to the marriages is that if you are a man, do your due diligence. Be able to see if she fits your life. Be able to see what is her family background. You can't. You can't protect yourself. 100% from business failure, from friendship failure, from anything in life. But there is wisdom, there is godly principles that you can adhere to that can benefit you. But there's no absolute guarantees that everything in life will be successful. No one's teaching anybody. But and I'm not the most religious person here, so let me just I mean, give I'm that disclaimer either. out there. You either. <laughs> right. but yeah, yeah. How? Like, I feel like God or is all faith. It's yeah. all. I believe in this, and no matter what you tell me, you're not going to convince me otherwise, because this is what I believe. I'm sure that there's tons of marriages out there that they believe they go to church every Sunday and then next thing you know, it's they get divorced and they were, God was in their marriage. So I'm just trying to establish what a godless marriage is or, or God filled marriages, like yeah. how how that that genuinely curiosity, like how that works, because he's saying, no, I think what I think what coach is basically saying is like, look, I don't care if you go to church every Sunday or not. At the end of the day. Your marriage is between you, your significant other, and the right state. Right here on earth. Forget about it. Not in the clouds. And we that's what he's, that's right, essentially what he's saying. Did you ask saying. him a question? Or no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just bringing well, this out to people, the panel. What, what, what we tell people is that yeah. hope is not a strategy. All right? Hope is not. Hope is not a strategy, guys. That is rooted in logic. Whether you like it or you don't like it or you're super religious or you're not super religious, hope is not a strategy. That's genius. You can't even argue with that. Everything you do in life as a man is either planned or a result of not planning. 
It's either something that you worked to achieve or a result of your lack of effort. Hope is not a strategy. It's genius. Not a strategy in anything. I hope my business goes well. I hope I don't get injured today. I hope I succeed today. We tell people real life principles, all right? We don't live in the clouds. We live here on earth, whether you believe this is heaven or hell. So I want you guys to understand you're dealing with earth here. Are and you, this uh, is a reality. Are you a, a believer? Absolutely not. No. You're not You're no. not a believer of and God? No, no. Okay, but Were obviously, you Hafiz, you are. Yeah, and Were so, you ever a believer? So how can no. you say that? Um, here's, here's, here's the deal. What, what, what tends to happen is, um, yep. what tends to happen is, Sorry guys, my daughter is text messaging me, so she she takes precedence over everything. I apologize, it just has to be that way. But I love you guys. CGA dropping mad facts on this dude's head, and look at this guy here on uh, the guy next to him on the uh, right of CGA. Look how dejected he looks. Oh, he don't believe in God. Oh, he don't know nothing. He can't possibly know anything, right? Because he's got it all figured out. I remember being this young. I remember being this young man and thinking, I got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. These old cats can't tell me nothing. Nobody can tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are introduced to things based on someone else's biases. Okay? And those biases are introduced to children and so forth and so on. So, yes, at some point, that was the only story I knew until I investigated on my own. Decided as a man what principles to stand on and realize mm -hmm. I don't live by hope. I don't live by cope. I live with what's real here. Okay. And let's talk about what's real instead of the mystique of this damn thing here. What's real is hope is not a strategy. So if you mm. don't love it, if, can, if I, you, can I address it? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what's real here. Golly, he is eating this dude's lunch, guys. Uh-oh, there's my baby girl. What'd she say? Mm-hmm. Talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So first and foremost, like I said, it's very interesting. I've always told you, you got to hear someone's background mm -hmm. and then you know where they lean. That's where you know where their vice gears towards. Their vice gears towards. Guys, I see this shit like the Matrix. I call it out when I see it, whether it's women or womanly men. That's shaming language. You know where their vice leans towards. I implying this person is lesser, implying this person is bad, implying that just because this man doesn't think like I think, his opinion is invalid. This is the sociopath mindset. I think this way and anyone who doesn't agree is wrong and a bad person. This is a maniac, not this gentleman, that's too personal, but I'm saying this is the mindset of a sociopath. This is the mindset of so many people in politics and in world and in life and in Twitter right now. I think this, if you don't agree with me, you're the asshole. That is how a psychopath or sociopath operates. Good morning, good mother. Good to see you, dear. Let's get back into it. So it's such a, it's such a even when we, I talk about God, mm -hmm. like the, the idea of God in his brain is not the idea I'm talking about. It's interesting. The idea of God in his brain is not the idea. Again, just random words, guys. Word salad to confuse you until he hits something that strikes a chord with you and then gets you back on his side. This is what fairy tales say. This is what people that are talking about um, fortune tellers do this. Eventually I'll say something that this resonates with this person and then when they attach to it, that's when I'll say, yeah, yeah, you, you think that? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was your Uncle Sam. He's trying to reach you now as we speak. He's up in heaven. He said that uh, you were his favorite uh, whatever. Uh-huh verse in the Bible, I won't get too lost in the sauce, in the book of Isaiah, where, where 
God is where the, the, somebody's like farming. And he Hold up, good mother, you will love this, John. CGA said crazy bitch during his presentation. Where, where, what did I miss? What presentation, good mother? I hadn't seen this whole interview. Was it on this interview? Or during this particular podcast thing? Whoever this guy is, SOS or whatever it was called. He said, CGA said crazy bitch. Oh shit, I missed it. Put it in the comments, good mother, because I, I don't, if it was in this podcast, then I got to go back and watch this whole two hour podcast because I haven't seen it. I just saw this one clip that I'm showing the gentleman right now and you, dear. But uh, yeah, let me know because that's, that's interesting. And he's talking about the intricacies of farming. And he says, even that wisdom comes from God. God is not the God of. No, I'm at the 21 studio. You're at 21 studios yourself right now, good mother. God damn, I got to get more plugged in with you, girl. Take me with you next time. That would have been awesome. I'm at the 21 Studios Conference volunteering. Okay, uh, has that video came out yet, good mother? Is the 21 Studios Conference video out where Coach is talking? Because I don't miss none of Coach's stuff. Let me know in the comments, please, ma'am. Get married happily ever after. That's foolishness. Yes, that's the smartest damn thing you've said. Get, ma get married, live happily ever after is foolishness. You, I agree with you on that one. Is God gives you wisdom. What is the wisdom? Actually do premarital counseling. What is the wisdom? Actually be able to decide, okay, if things don't work out, what are we gonna do? Where are the kids gonna go? What's the money gonna go? Things gonna work out. This kid, I swear, man, his divorce is gonna be, I hope that shit is televised. I hope they put it on YouTube. If he gets one, I'm not wishing that he does. I'm just saying, if he does, I hope it's YouTubed because um, it's always interesting to see someone learn a lesson after uh, putting their foot in their mouth. Who's going to be the primary breadwinner? Who's not? God gives you the wisdom to be intelligent, to be able to navigate. God gives you the wisdom to be intelligent, i.e. if this person doesn't believe in God, he has no wisdom, he's not intelligent, he's a dumbass. This is shaming language and it's hiding behind God to do it. This is what a sociopath does. I've got this bulletproof shield of religion and God here in front of me and everyone who's attacking me, I use God as a weapon against them. God gives me wisdom. God gives me strength. God made this guy an idiot. I, I know everything because everything I think is ordained by God because I believe in God. Therefore, I'm a good person. No, son. Mm -mm. No. Hope is not a strategy. 100% right. Hope is not a strategy. But God's... So what are you arguing with? If you agree with the two things he's previously said, as you've stated yourself, what are you yelling about? What are you arguing with? Saving nation. Good to see you, brother. Message is not just simply blind hope. It's wisdom. Yeah, catch the replay, Saving Nation, because this has been a good stream. We don't went from... Sydney Watson being beautiful and deliciously foldable to Coach Greg Adams eating this young man's lunch. It's been a lot of fun. Jesus said, be as, be as wise as a serpent, but as innocent as a dove. You have to understand how to, what, what does a serpent do? He's able to navigate on this earth. Mm -hmm. So 100% right. A dove will steal your bread, guys. Literally and figuratively. I'm just saying, if you've ever been around doves, I've hunted them before here in Alabama, shot them with shotgun pellets, and then uh, pushed their chest apart to get the pellets out of the breast meat. Uh, doves will steal your bread. Doves will steal. So take that phrase with a grain of salt is all I'm saying.
right? No one's teaching hope as a strategy. That's a straw man argument. True godly wisdom is relevant. True godly wisdom is what made Adam a millionaire. True godly wisdom is what made Pastor. Oh, did you catch it? Oh, that's what made Adam a millionaire. That's what made this production we're watching right now so wonderful. Placating. I need everyone to get on my side and back me up. So I'm going to reach out and tell you guys how great you are and how great your show is so that you'll love me, so that you'll agree with me, so that you'll get on board with the shit I'm talking. I'm, I'm going to say this in a way and I'm going to use my hands like I'm a preacher and I'm going to let you know that I'm godly and I'm religious and I'm right. And you believe me, don't you? Because you guys are smart. You guys are millionaires. You guys believe me, right? You understand, right? You understand that I'm not just telling you what you want to hear to get you on my side and mentally control you because you're a dummy, right? Oh, okay. Y'all see it? I can't be the only one that sees this. Teaching hope as a strategy. That's a straw man argument. A strong man argument. Well, at least somebody's being a strong man rooted in principle. True godly wisdom is relevant. I don't even know what that means. True godly wisdom is relevant. In other words, what he's saying ain't relevant. Because what I'm saying is true godly wisdom. You know it is because I'm telling you it is. I said the word God and I said the word wisdom. So what's the problem? This guy's an idiot. Mm-hmm. True godly wisdom is what made Adam a millionaire. Ooh. True godly wisdom is what made Patrick Bet David build this amazing company. It's this amazing company. True godly wisdom. You're true godly. You're true godly. I must be true godly too because I'm telling you about it. So therefore, this guy, he don't know shit because he ain't true godly wisdom. Actual practical step-by-step -step guidance that benefits people's lives. So no one's... Wisdom Vision Production says straw man. I don't even know what that means, Wisdom Vision, but I thank you very much. Straw man, apparently. But uh, either way... I mean, somebody tell me what that means because I haven't got the slightest clue. We need to make some means and put it on the side effects of these crazy birth control and CGA credit. Yes, we do, man. CGA don't get nearly enough credit, guys. I know there are people in the sphere that love him and people that don't like him. And I think the guy's fantastic. He pushed me to start making content like a maniac. And that's why I'm starting to grow and catch a little traction here on YouTube. So damn what anyone else thinks. I like the guy. Um, but yeah, he don't get enough credit. Before Kevin Samuels, bless him, rest in peace, I do actually love Kevin, there was CGA. So, anyways. Talking about hope being a strategy, simply pray to God and your marriage is going to work out. That's foolishness. What? Praying to God that your marriage will work out is foolish? So then that lends credence to what Coach said. What did I say? Naivete? Nihilism, realism is in the middle. No one's saying being naive. So when I'm talking about godliness in marriage, those are certain principles and wisdoms. It's certain principles and wisdoms. Can somebody tell me what the hell he's talking about? How does any of this make any sense? It's a bunch of damn words. Is it gonna make your, is it gonna be that if you follow God, you will never get a divorce? No! There's, there's, not, there's nothing in life where nothing bad is going to happen. You can do everything. So what's the point of your belief? Think the right way and the wrong thing can still happen. But does that mean you should do things the wrong way? Absolutely not. And so my biggest thing is that. Who says it's the wrong way? Men like you with a superiority complex. I believe in God and this is wrong and this is right. And therefore you shouldn't do it. And you should, you should. I mean, me, 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 me. I think this. Therefore, if you don't think like me, you're dumb. I'm smart. I got God on my side. You ain't got nothing.
right? Who decides? You, because you said the word God, you decide what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong? Uh-huh. Therefore, you got to be right because you did say the word God. Mm-hmm. Sure. We, we need to give men as much practical wisdom, and women as well, give them as Oh, Jesus Christ. Had to throw that in, huh? Yeah, women, they, they need the extra help right now. They, uh, they're not running shit. Much practical wisdom that can build a healthy, successful marriage. When he talks about a healthy, successful marriage, guys, here's the thing is he might have even at some point been right up until the point where he said that shit. I'll be honest with you. He might have been. Maybe he was right up until the point where he said build a healthy, successful marriage. Look around at these 304s out here today, guys. Wisdom Vision Productions. Straw man equals, where'd it go? He is misrepresenting CGA's position on marriage. Gotcha. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. See, guys, I don't know everything. I need help sometimes. Don't get married without leverage. I guarantee if he expounds upon leverage, those are all godly principles. Those are all biblical principles that what he's going to describe and what he the. I'm going to tell you what he's going to do. and I'm going to explain how he's going to. Why don't you let him talk? Why don't you let him say it? Why don't you let him tell you what he's thinking and what he's going to do? Rather than you telling us what to think about what he's going to say. Because you're a control freak. You're a sociopath and you don't realize it. You want to define what other people think. Allegedly, guys. I don't know this man, so I can't say for sure, but what I know about the human race and human behavior and human psychology, excuse me, this is when you tell someone, I'm going to tell you what they're going to say. I'm going to tell you what to think about what they're going to say. I'm going to tell you what to... That's a control and manipulation tactic. Defines as leverage, being masculine, you know what I mean? Protecting your assets, all the things he would describe as leverage, that is godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. Wow. May, he may not view it as godly because his view of God is just some old white men in the clouds telling. Oh, there it is. Make it about race. Everyone's on my side now, right? I made it about race. So you got to believe what I'm saying now, right? I brought, I brought race into this argument. Therefore, I win. Checkmate. You to simply just do whatever you want, right? But to me, true godly wisdom is relevant. It's practical. It improves lives because like Jordan Peterson said, it's in Wait a minute, Jordan Peterson's white. Remember earlier it was about some white man in the clouds and you made this argument and now you're talking about a white man as if you didn't just play the race card for no reason. Against the black man, by the way. But I digress. Line with the truth. And if you're in line with the truth, they can give you the best case scenario. Not a perfect life, not a perfect life, but the best life. So if you like that clip, click right here to watch it. Wow, guys. That's all I can really say about that is, uh, wow. The level of, it's just impressive, quite frankly. I would like to say this. Um, Coach Greg ate that dude's lunch, guys. And I mean, like, just absolutely destroyed him, guys. That was a lot of fun to watch. For me anyways, but I'm a nut. So it's good to see everyone. Let's see what's going on in the chat over here. Alienated TV, good to see you guys. I'm way behind in the uh, chat. I apologize, gents. I do apologize. 26 of you in here. Where's the likes at? 29, 36 likes. So very good. Thank you, gents. I appreciate that. Very, very good. Uh, let's see. What did good mother say? I'm curious. Good mother... 
is it alienated 70% of the arguments on the internet are straw man's? I, okay. All right. Appreciate it. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, where did good mothers... There she is. I want to define what crazy bitches think because they are thinking wrongly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is this is beautiful. Yeah, exactly, good mother. Exactly. The, hmm, hmm. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. And this is what passes for logic and reason now. This, the fat people with the Sidney Watson thing. I mean, this is... If you don't like what I'm doing, even though it may be wrong, even though it may be hurting people, even though it may be false information, you're wrong because you don't agree with me. It's a poison. It is a cancer that is eating this society and world alive right now. We are regressing. We are devolving into a lesser species on this planet. Does that make me a psychopath, though? No, I think that an open discussion is is relevant. But I think when you demand and talk over people and you um, outwardly suggest that only what you say could be rooted in sense because you have God on your side or some other whatever the case, I think that's a little crazy. But an open back and forth with common ground and both people willing to see that they may be wrong about some things and may be right about some things and... You see, that's where we as human beings run into a huge brick wall. Some of us are capable of saying, I don't know everything. So when I say strongman and wisdom vision production corrects me, I don't get mad at him. I say, oh, straw man, what, what does that mean? Because I don't know. And then he tells me and I say, thank you. And I'm grateful that someone has educated me a little bit on something that I, I don't know. But most human beings get into their feelings and they think, well, how dare he say this and how dare he correct me and how dare he... This is why it's hard to have a conversation with a lot of people because some people know everything and can't possibly be educated in any way because God's on their side. They've got to be right. They know everything. They've already gone to imright.com and researched everything and... This is the problem that we run into as a species, unfortunately. So you're saying I shouldn't yell at crazy bitches at boot camp? Yeah, good mother, you probably should still yell at them. You know what I'm saying? I would yell at them still. But I'm a nut, so I, you know. We can both be a little silly like that anyways. Good mother, get some video while you're at the conference and uh, all that good stuff. Also, next year, if you get invited or whatever, uh, hit your boy Gone with John up and we'll vlog it or something because that sounds like a lot of fun. Anyways, guys, I'm about to dip out of here and get me something to eat because, well, I'm hungry, quite frankly. It's been awesome so far. Let me get this pulled up for you, gents. Uh, that didn't work. There we go. That's better. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to leave this on the screen for you guys. Also, look, this is a great thumbnail, guys. This was, I know, it's childish, but Sydney, you know, the passenger over, it seems childish, really, but I love it, quite frankly. I absolutely love it. All right, later, good mother. Good to see you guys. I'm going to put your comments up on the screen here, guys, as I always do. And then uh, I'm going to play the um, 
my little outro here and in the stream. Thank you guys for coming. Make sure to super chat before you leave. Give your boy Johnny a little love so he can pay some bills. And uh, we'll see you. Plum, good to see you, buddy. I'm sorry I didn't see you in the chat until now. What does it say? Until next time, stay safe. Mountain Monk, good to see you, brother. Everyone, Miles, everyone that I didn't say hello to, it's good to see you guys. Who? Alienated TV? Ah, I'm behind on the chat, guys. I'll keep up with the chat next time. I apologize. Anyways, much love, guys. Have a great Saturday. I've got another video coming out in an hour and another one at three, and then... There'll be some other Gone With John stuff. Plus, I've already put out two today, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. 21st Century Monk, good to see you, sir. Thanks for coming through. Good to see you. Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, Patreon. I'm going to be putting a ton of videos into my Patreon that's going to be behind the scenes, talking head stuff about different things that we talk about here. But on Patreon, I can be really nuts, guys. I can say all manner of things that I can't say here on YouTube, which probably seems dangerous because I do get kind of, you know, open here on YouTube with what I say, but Patreon, if you're interested, um, because it's going to get real in there pretty quick. Anyways, deuces, boys. Here's some music for you. Someone's gonna help me, ain't nobody like that I ain't gonna wait, that's all fact Give me one shot and I'll never get the throne back I'm sick of being cautious I'ma go cause something, can't stop this I'ma steal everybody's lane, call it shoplift Sick of hearing everyone complain when they thoughtless Taste the pain, it's like candy canes It makes me go change into a better frame Into a better name, society's insane We all live for fame, yeah Cash in the bag, stadium pack Born a rock star in this life, gon' live it up on the attack Baby, I'm bad, I just wanna get caught up in this life I'm crazy, I'm mad, do it no cap Only God wants you, better go live it up Cash in the bag, stadium pack Baby, I'm bad, baby, I'm bad Cash in the bag, stadium pack, baby I'm bad, baby I'm bad. I got